the three-point shot. And we're back with another episode of the three-point shot coming to you from three different states, which I said I'd stop talking about, but it's important because now one is Massachusetts, one is Pennsylvania, and the other, where I may or may not be, is the Tar Heel state of North Carolina. What's going on, guys? What's going on uh, with you? I feel like you're the one with exciting stuff to report. Yeah, you're out here in different a different state while we're just chilling in our commonwealths. <laughs> I mean, I moved. That's kind of the big thing. I visited Studio 1330 for the last time over the weekend. Spent uh, spent one last night there. It was sad. It was cold. It really was. <laughs> like, one of the new guys had already moved some stuff in, but, like, I didn't know. So, like, I felt bad because all the stuff I was storing in that spare bedroom, which I wasn't doing, South Campus Commons, if you're listening, was, like, moved out <laughs> into the living room. <laughs> and then uh, his stuff was, like, in the bathroom. So, like, he had put down his own bath mats and mine were just kind of off to the side. But I threw them out anyway. Uh, or I left it. I forget. But I moved down here. I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina, starting my job at uh, WECT next week, and I'm quite excited. But what else is exciting, guys, is NFL playoffs. Uh, this weekend's games in the lump sum. Boring, boring, boring games. Boring, boring and boring. Like I was looking forward to watching what was Saturday night was uh, Buffalo. Baltimore was the night game. And oh, yeah. It was uh, Tampa and New Orleans. And both those games were just not interesting. I was in the day game, so I didn't watch either of the day games. I missed Green Bay and, uh, and the they other. They killed them. It and wasn't even close. I missed Kansas City uh, I, and uh, Cleveland. There might have been one drive where it almost looked like the Rams could put together something and then just didn't and got rolled over. All of my game predictions did come true. I got everyone right. And my additional prediction of um, the New Orleans-Tampa um, game uh, was also correct because that was a disgusting display of football. It has truly never been sadder to watch an all-time great QB like Drew Brees be sent off into the sun as he's likely going to retire with three picks in a blowout loss where he just looked atrocious. Jameis Winston went in that game and threw a touchdown and it was just, why is this how it had to end? Yeah. Um, it was like, it was like when Derek Jeter was at the end of his career and I was like, dude, you're the third guy shortstop on your own team. Just please let someone else have a turn. There are other Also, that was Mario Nunez. You talking about defensively you guys had brendan ryan and steven drew yeah also it's oh, a it's a jeter slam i'm sticking by it <laughs> I was just we saying. don't have time to get into the terrible 2014 new york yankees also that game was really good for anybody who wondered boy what would peyton manning's last year have looked like if the broncos had just had a mediocre defense and that's <laughs> yeah, what that was absolutely oh, that. Oh, man. last year was, that dude, uh, he was not he he should not have been. i think yeah, I think the most and the single most emblematic play of the whole weekend for me was did you guys watch all of Baltimore Buffalo? Uh, I watched very yeah, little. Like I was like, you, you know, know, you know that you know that like it was it was 17-3 on that last meaningful Ravens drive when they had fourth down and the backup whose name I didn't bother committing to memory overthrew Hollywood Brown when he had about 10 yards of separation and was gone for a touchdown. Yeah, also, why wasn't Trace McSorley in that game? But whatever. I, I don't know. But that was the play that summed up the weekend for me. Just like, okay, it was a bad play. And it broke my heart, not because it could have made it an exciting game, but it could have made it several steps away from an exciting game, as opposed to the many steps away we were here. 
I feel like more than anything, if I could get one play, it's the game is all but over. Uh, there's very little time left. Buffalo is up. It seems enough. Uh, from his own end zone, Lamar just gets drilled in his own end zone. It's not a safety, but he goes out of the game with a concussion. It was just – all of this was just not fun to look at no, at any point in time. It made me I'm look just, like I wasn't watching my own team in the playoffs because, like, then I would have had to care about these awful games. But luckily I didn't. And luckily, you know, the Bills are still in and the Packers are still in, which are the two teams I like. I do not like the Buccaneers and I do not like the Chiefs. I, I don't hate the Chiefs, but I like the Bills better. So a Bills I really hate Super Bowl would be ideal for me. And then whoever wins that, I mean, are we all rooting for a Bills Packers Super Bowl? I think so. I uh, yeah, kind of. Who would you guys be rooting for if we got there, though? If we got there, I was a Green Bay fan as a kid, so probably the Packers. But I wouldn't be upset either way because yeah, if the Bills be- win, I am super expanded brain on my Josh Allen predictions. If the so, Bills win, they end the New York title drought, which it's not a New York City thing. So no, like- no, they don't. Because the Bills are a New York team, but they're not a rival for like any of like Buffalo is not a rival to really any of my teams. So like I want them to win. Josh Allen, I love Stephon Diggs. Like I married. love Stephon Diggs. <laughs> he is absolutely love him. He's having he's like he's always been so fun, but this year when he's like clearly visibly having fun playing the game and playing so well. Even as a Patriots fan, even when he was shredding us, I was just like, you know what? Like, it's the same feeling I had in, like, every rec sport I ever played. Uh, Like, Colin, when we played futsal together, because Zach, you were only there the one time, and we would get killed. And, like, when the other team was having fun, and you're like, man, you're shredding us, but, like, you're so good, and you're having such a good time. I'm enjoying yeah. getting killed like this. The post game yeah, that, that was the worst. The post game interview. Diggs is just the smiling assassin. Diggs and Allen. <laughs> we're just like both like neither of them look sweaty. None of them look like beat up. Neither they're just standing there like listening to questions, being happy. They're just adorable friends. Um also Bill's uh, Mafia is so nice. Yeah, they keep donating to people's charities. How do you they, hate they did that? They knocked out of the game. They bought a wing at <laughs> the children's hospital in honor of his grandmother, and the dude had played there a season. Like <laughs> when when um when I uh, when Andy Dalton got them into the playoffs by beating the Ravens a few years ago, Bill's Mafia donated like a million dollars to his charity. They knocked Lamar Jackson out of the play out of a playoff game, and then immediately after he left the field with a concussion, all of Bill's mafia started donating to his charity. You know, you know like, what? No, no, no. Bill, okay, here's Lamar here's my analysis. Autographs for Bills fans and obviously Ravens fans, but outside the opposing team stadium, when you get knocked <laughs> out, like that was awesome. Like that was a good thing. Before we get into the bad stuff about the NFL, I want to mention that I also want to mention what I like about the Packers, which is of course Aaron Rodgers. But also, Devontae Jones led me to fantasy glory. So I can't wait till Super Bowl champion host Jeopardy. <laughs> All right. Okay. But here's here's my comparison for who Bills Mafia are. Bills Mafia are the football fan equivalents of the biker gangs that like escort little kids who are testifying in court, or like yeah, <laughs> a bi- like a biker gang that all have chihuahuas. It's just like. You guys are crazy and insane. It's like, I just saw that man get do a keg stand 
and then offer to shovel his neighbor's driveway for a year. Just like, why are you so nice? Also, my dad made a good point, which I never thought of. Why are Buffalo and Cleveland not rivals? They're so near each other. Like, they've never been in the same division, but it feels like they should be rivals. I mean, same with Pittsburgh. They've both been our rivals, so. How, did, how is anyone a rival with the Browns, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> at, yeah, they hate other people, so people hate them by association. But, like, how? who was ever, up until this year, playing the Browns and was like, oh, no, we play the Browns? I mean, that's a fair but harsh point. Like, yeah. I, I think glad the they lost, reason, though. Oh, I, I'm very glad they lost. Um, they did you know who else to... is glad they lost? Oof, Juju. <laughs> I was going to say Chase Claypool, but yeah, both the Steelers <laughs> transitive. The Steelers transitively didn't lose because another team avenged their playoff loss. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I guess you got to talk about it because uh, oh, it's all Lord. anyone is talking about. Because the media likes one story per week. Last week, everyone was dogging on the Texans because they let a snake oil salesman run the team. Uh, now we're all dogging on the NFL uh, and or Bills fans for everybody saying there is no way Mahomes should be playing next week with the concussion he got. Even if it's the even if it is a neck nerve injury that they say it is, he shouldn't be playing with that either. Like, look, yeah, like look, it is. It, there have been tons and tons of injuries throughout time that look worse on TV, even on replay, than they really are. Now, I'm not saying this is one of them, but it is. To, now, Mahomes has not come out and said anything, has he? Not about it. He's I'm not sure he's allowed outside without sunglasses right now. Yeah. So that's where it comes in. He's going to play Sunday, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, is. almost certainly. I have no. Yeah, I will be shocked if he doesn't start. I really do not think that if it was actually like, are they maybe stretching it? Yeah, but I think if he was actually in danger of like risking his career at, to a level, he would not be playing on uh, on Sunday. They might have been why they kept him out so long in, in that game because uh, they knew apparently he- the reason he never came back into the game was because he failed concussion protocol. Well, that's like, he. He got one of the questions wrong in concussion protocol and showing. But is it like symptoms. a DUI checkpoint where the questions are too hard for anyone? Yeah. Like was, I have no have to say the alphabet backwards. Cause like, I can't do that. Cause I can't do that. Yeah. It, they're not they're, I think the NFL has some policy that they're not, they're not allowed to. And by that, I mean, they're intentionally uh, throwing up smoke and mirrors around what concussion protocol actually looks like. So that they can get away with saying people clear it seemingly at random. Uh, you mean like but this exact situation? Yeah. Like, you know, Mahomes. That he couldn't stand up straight in the locker room going through protocol like 20 minutes after he went down. Uh, you like know, that could also be messing up his neck, but it's know, also possible. Well, no, that neck injury both. or concussion, you know, shouldn't outside play. of he shouldn't play. <laughs> Uh, I outside. Now, now that we've been talking about it, like, and everyone's been talking about it, you know, he's going to come out and like have one of the best games of his career. Oh, oh he's going to fall. Yeah, uh, of course he is. It's going to be a shootout. I think the AFC championship is going to be really fun. And I think the NFC championship game is just going to be like 
a seventeen ten slog through a blizzard. Oh, I hope it's a blizzard. I mean, it, Lambeau Field, like Aaron Rodgers' first cha- NFC Championship game there, like has to be. And then it's going to oh, be. Oh, I hope so. You should play a Super Bowl in Green Bay because that's what football is. And I agree. <laughs> but uh, what Super Bowl is this? Fifty five. This one. Yep. Uh, sure. Years since the Eagles. Damn. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just – the Giants haven't really done anything this week. It's been, like, notable. Uh, the Deshaun Watson stuff is kind of crazy. We should touch on that. Why uh, does everybody keep saying big players need to go to the Jets? Jets. Like, I don't get like, it. That's why I think – Le'Veon did, and it like, didn't work out. Like, <laughs> well, that was my thing, is for, like, our entire – like, Brett Favre, he was like, I need a big destination. He went to the Jets. <laughs> And it's just like, yeah, they're a big, it's the, like, big M- NBA free agents aren't going to the Knicks. Like, yeah, New York's a good market. If, and no, if you're a marketable, if you're a marketable young player, you want to go to New York. If you're a baseball player, but, like, you're not, nobody cares about the Jets. And the people who do care hate them because they're like, Jets fans. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing is, like, the Jets also, like, they're historically known for doing this. Like, that's why, like, they don't come to the Giants. Hey, we want the Giants are The Giants are a well-run, uh, well-run organization most of the time, like, historically. The Jets are not. So they'll fall for that trap. The Giants are not going to pull in Brett Favre, you know, next year, uh, like the Jets might. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, look, the Giants would make a play for Deshaun Watson, but not for, like, you know, four first-round picks. Uh, um, so. I would give up three first-round picks for him easy i i would not he's well our first round picks always bomb so yeah I don't trust Actually, that's not pick, so i give i give fair. every first round pick of howie's tenure if that's really what you they want because we weren't getting anything out of him who do you think is going to be your coach oh god everybody makes it seem like josh mcdaniels i'd really <laughs> love it if we offer the job to josh mcdaniels he accepts it and then we fire him like two days later. Ah, uh, the Jared. Uh, <laughs> um, uh. I mean, the thing is, if you do that, if you do that, he's just gonna come back and be ROC. <laughs> he just he returns. So he's gonna be like um, he's gonna be like what's his name Lebeau, who was the Steelers' defensive coordinator for a hundred nine years. He's gonna be like old and grizzled, working under <laughs> his twelfth head coach. Did you say guess- Steelers? Did you say Steelers' offensive coordinator? But that's a good transition. Matt Canada. Transition. There's going to be a lot of random pre-snap motion on that Steelers offense next. Oh, year. you gotta love pre-snap motion. The Canada going to be running tight end screens. Listen, if everybody behind the line of scrimmage isn't actively in motion, uh, then you're doing something wrong. That's all. I'm is Matt Canada and Anthony McFarland in the end the only two people that benefited from that overtime game against Ohio State? In my opinion, it got Anthony McFarland drafted. Uh, but he was going to get drafted anyway. But, but what else happened? Yeah, it, it, it hurt Dwayne Haskins because he was never the same after that. Um, <laughs> it hurt Urban That's Meyer. True. It hurt Urban Meyer because it got him fired. Uh, it didn't actually, but they moved on from him. Um, and now he's going to be in Jacksonville, but. I don't think he'll translate to the NFL very well. Um, and that's, oh, come on. I don't know. You don't need Canada. to coach that well that to Canada. get results out of Trevor Lawrence. The job he didn't ask for uh, ended up <laughs> ended up as the now offensive coordinator of the Steelers. So, 
good on him. Uh, transitioning again this time. With I, I would say I'm rooting for him, but they're the Steelers and I'm not. But yeah. I genuinely have no care in the world about how they do. But it will be very entertaining watching when Big Ben inevitably comes back. Watching all of these young receivers sprint around as this old <laughs> lump of a man is like waddling in the backfield. Oh, you like jet sweeps. Uh, <laughs> speaking of sweeps, the Yankees. I think, I think Ben uh, Roethlisberger is the quarter, quarterback who I think most deserves the uh, title of like waddle. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, um, I, think, I think Russell Wilson glides, Tom Brady like trots. And Kyler Murray oh, runs like a toddler who just stole candy, if you guys have seen that. I have seen that. Yeah. I love all of this. I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray on every Kyler time Murray. he scrimp. Based on Kyler Murray's running style, I'm pretty sure what he yells when he starts to scramble is he yells, meet me, like the roadrunner. Well, that's I all I can think of. I genuinely think it's because his strides are so short because his legs are tiny. <laughs> he looks <laughs> so fun. He's, he's going fast. But he's taking so many steps because of how tiny his legs are. Like, um, so speaking of uh, of big things, the Yankees uh, took home some big free agents, and then finally MLB free agency got cooking this week, uh, including today. Yeah, a whole four Brantley. players got signed. Yeah, Michael Brantley <laughs> got signed by two different teams in one day. It was kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, so my bold prediction. What happened with that? I'll explain. We'll get there. So we'll other stuff. Okay. Go back to DJ LeMayhew. Well, who was first? Who so, signed first? It was uh, LeMayhew. No, no, no. Yeah, like, it was LeMayhew. No, no. Someone signed before him to a different team, though, like a big free agent. I'm trying to think. Maybe uh, not. Anyway. Quintana to the Angels? No, that was like yesterday. Um, well, that's why I said it as a guess. Well, anyway, Friday morning, uh, DJ LeMayhew signed with the Yankees. They got him in an absolute steal, six years, oh, yeah. $90 million, which like everyone was thinking like the issue with the contract was like four or five years and that the Yankees were at like four for not like four for 80 and he wanted, or like four for 75 and he wanted five for 80. And then it ended up at six for 90, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Like no one thought they were going to go that 60 year. He'll be 38, but like, like I was talking to you guys in our group chat, like you don't need to be young to hit. Like also Mayhew just hit singles and he can do that when he's 38. Even you know? if he's not good, you're not paying him like a backbreaking amount of money. Exactly. And we can, you know, especially for the Yankees. Exactly. So uh, we were able to also then go out and get on the same day, Corey Kluber, who little look wrong without a beard. Uh <laughs> I mean, he didn't have one when he first came up with Texas, or not when he uh, went to Texas, did he? Yeah, he did. He's always had one. Like, not like a. Well, there was plenty of clean shaven pictures of Kluber out there. Were there? It's not like a big one, boring. but like, like he's thought, always had sort of stubble. I thought Garrett Cole would be jarring. It really wasn't. I think you're too blinded by your love for Garrett Cole to admit anything is off about and him because he looks better with a beard or shaved Yankees. I, I mean, you do I, love shaved Yankees. I don't care about the shaved thing. I've told you guys the hairless cats of the baseball world. Um, I know you guys didn't see it, but the HBO a few weeks ago put out a documentary on CC Sabathia, uh, which was awesome. But there was a whole thing about like how the Yankee beard thing is just not not a thing really, um, and won't be in a few. It years. Is though it won't be in a few years. Um, but anyway, but you say that, but the Yankees, yeah, are- everybody, everybody is like, yeah, we'll get with the times. And then when the time comes to get with the times, 
everybody's like, well, the times are stupid now, so I don't want to. If the Yankees were going to get with the times, we wouldn't have signed the best pitcher from 2014 and 2021, but that's what we did. So uh, we get Kluber for one year. It was like 11 million, which is a little steep, but like it's a low risk. That's not bad. Like if, if he, if he doesn't play a single game for us, like that's the only negative. he plays three games and he's, you know, goes one and two and then gets hurt, you know, it's whatever. But if he's really it's a one year and the Yankees have so much money to burn that they could literally just start taking out flyers on anybody they really choose to. It's yeah, just a go, it's, that's a going game. for it contract. I mean, we need a Masahiro Tanaka and we don't have him right now. So, and I'd like him, but that's okay. <laughs> There's been rumors about him going to the Phillies. Hmm. Yeah, rumors that I just started just now to pique your attention. I actually haven't heard anything about that. Colin, would you, would yeah, you feel I the same either. way I was... that I would feel? Would you feel the same way I would feel about that? Which is, I don't really want him, but I like the idea of Zach not having him. Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. like that. My thought process is more, well, that's not the piece you need. Uh, <laughs> What's the deal with Real Muto? I haven't heard anything. Uh, yeah, so we offered him uh, $100 million for, I think, six years I saw we have now, according to according to WIP, which is the local radio station here, so it has about as much weight as anything I've said off the cuff, completely unchecked, that it has now gone up to 110 million. Um, he wants like all of the money. Um, we're saying have most of the money. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Apparently everybody and their mother just kind of thinks at this point he's coming back. It's just talking about the deal, which means of course, somehow he's going to go to the Yankees. Uh, (laughs) as we're all for that. Don't worry. I know. With the Yankees, is that like end up at the Yankees? (laughs) We got LeMahieu, we got Kluber, which like LeMahieu was the big thing. If LeMahieu didn't happen, like it was bad. But getting Kluber also helps. But then we were like, okay, we're kind of chilling in the division now because the Rays are like already rebuilding for some reason, Um, and then everything else is fine. But then the Blue Jays go out and they get George Springer, who is like the last person I want to play eighteen times a year. Maybe not the last, but I hate George Springer. Always have. Uh, was made worse by some things that came to light about his 2017 season, um, which we will, you know, we all know, but don't talk about. Um, and then because we're too classy to bring up stuff like that. And then they almost got Michael Brantley. Never done it before. <laughs> and the Astros got Michael Brantley back. Uh, and then people were like, well, yeah, Michael Brantley was probably going to sign with the Blue Jays, but then remembered that they don't actually have a stadium for this year. So <laughs> come on, who doesn't want to play in Buffalo? Yeah, but like, Again. so what? What well, happened? Was that they're going to play in? Oh, uh, like the Raptors. What happened was basically uh, today. In today's sports, you can really only trust like the top beat writers or the top national reporters uh, because some like third party, not third party, but like some you know low credibility Blue Jays source was like, "Yep, Michael Brantley. Here's the numbers on it." And then uh, Jeff Passan was like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's not true." Um, <laughs> So that was a whole thing. And then Passon's having himself a week. He broke that Mets GM story, uh, which like, it just gets sickening hearing more and more about that kind of stuff. But the Mets made the right. I have a tweet from Passon saying that Springer went to the Blue Jays. Springer did not Brantley. Brantley's what we're talking about. Ah, right, right. Yeah, no. uh, So yeah. And then Brantley went to the Astros later. So MLB even tweeted out something like Michael Brantley to the Blue Jays. And then three hours later, it was like Michael Brantley to the Astros. Uh, so 
pretty uh, pretty comical. But it, some moves are being made, and I just hope that they get the season off because there's been like nothing about like COVID protocols. Like pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in like three weeks, and there's been nothing. Hooray! So I hope it happens, but I'm still not optimistic. The Blue Jays like don't have a home right now. Uh, so I just, that's fine. We don't have any pitchers. Well, you might want to get some. Who's going to report? It's just going to be lonely catchers. You guys still have Sandy. So bored. No, you guys don't know. Sandy, Sandy Leone signed a minor league deal with, uh, I have no idea. Who are your catchers? Vasquez? Christian Vasquez and, uh, Kevin Ploiecki. Kevin Ploiecki. I was like, I was like, you have a guy from the Mets, but which guy was it? it And, uh, and Connor Wong is coming up. We got in the uh, the the forever famous Jeter Downs trade. We have Gary Sanchez. You call it the Jeter Downs trade? <laughs> yeah, I call the trade that the Red Sox made in 2012 with the Dodgers the um, Nick Punto trade. Okay, because who else was in that Jeter Downs trade? It was Kent Maeda and Bruce Nargradwell, right? Uh, might have been. Anyway, um, I'm excited for baseball. If you can't tell. Uh, I'm also excited for baseball. We actually made a roadmap for this podcast, uh, which is cool. Uh, so we could like not get totally off topic, even though we have 50 times. But right now, the only last thing I have on here before like bold predictions and stuff is uh, hockey stuff. <laughs> hockey uh, dot 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 parentheses. Zach needs a snack. Oh, real quick. Yeah. It, wait, wait, before we get to hockey, I had a Terps, Terps basketball thing. We're bad. And that is yeah. we're Listen, we are a good basketball program in general. We have more good years yep. than bad years. We have more winning records than losing records. This year, if we end up with a losing record, it's only because we didn't play many non-conference games. That's okay. Since we spoke last week, we played D2 Wingate, which was a school I had never heard of, and I low-key was kind of hoping we'd lose two for the story, uh, and then we got blown out by Michigan. Now, here's the deal. When I text my brother and say that Duke are frauds because they lose to Pitt and are now three and three on the season or something, and might not make the he says like, you just lost by 24, like shut up. I'm not saying it because Maryland is better. Maryland is not better than Duke this year, but Duke is consistently good. Expected to make the tournament this year and every year. And also they're Duke. And they're Duke. That's always, that year. was always yeah. such a stupid argument. They suck. I get it with my brother all the time. I'm like, this player sucks. And he's like, he's better than you. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah that's of course fine. he is. That's not my point. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the first week since 1961 in basketball that Duke, Kentucky, and North Carolina are all not ranked, uh, which is crazy. Um, like, because- I'm just thinking about that argument. Like, if I'm on a hike and I see a hang glider in a tree, do I have to say, hang on, let me go get my goggles and my wings before I pass judgment on how good a hang glider this guy is? It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Um, also, there are certain, also, there are certain teams and certain schools and certain franchises where no matter who you put on the field, you are fair game to get made fun of if you suck. Like, if you yeah. put out the little aliens from the Monstars before they stole talents and they lost every game 140 to nothing. I'd laugh at them after every single game because they're wearing Duke across their chest. When the Yankees, the 2014 Yankees were objectively bad, I was still making fun of them for stinking because they're wearing a Yankees jersey. No, exactly. The Cowboys are bad. Doesn't matter if it ma- it doesn't matter if it makes sense that they suck. It doesn't matter even if they're actively tank if they're put together to suck. There are some teams when the Jets suck, you make fun of them for sucking for being the Jets, but it's in a different way because they knew they were going to suck. 
and you knew they were going to suck. And everybody and their grandmother knew they were going to suck. When Duke sucks, regardless of how predictable it was, it's satisfying. Exactly. Maryland so won a few bad years. This is one of them. I hope we turn there. I think it's time for Mark Turgeon to go. Uh, I'm going to say that in the most peaceful way possible. And at the end of the season, we'll talk more. But I think his time has run out. Um, and that's okay. So long as we can get a good viable option, I'm sure Maryland is a desirable place to Juan be. Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon. We've talked about I don't that. know if I don't know if he's a good coach or not. He's, he's Richard Nixon. The Coppin State. I mean – it would be a big jump for him. Juan Dixon is one of those guys like Jawan Howard where like the name is worth a few good recruits a year. Exactly. Like you're not going to find a single, I don't think you're going to find a single Maryland basketball fan. Like, you know, like one of those adult ones who've been there forever. It's going to be like Maryland hires Juan Dixon, you know, to take over. That's going to be like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like hired coach K like he like, he's like, all right, I'm going to retire. And then we're like, we'll give you 3 million trillion dollars. And he's like, okay. <laughs> um, and then he pulls a break. But anyway, hockey stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. There are two teams that haven't scored an even strength goal. There are two teams that haven't scored an even strength goal. Who are they? There are two the teams Dallas that haven't Stars. scored an even strength goal. The Dallas Stars and the Boston Bruins. The Dallas Stars, due to COVID issues, have not played. The Boston Bruins have. <laughs> oh. Uh, three, we played four games. A bad start. Uh, actually, they're not. No, we've been competitive in every game. Well, you did play New Jersey, so it's kind of a low. Which one? (laughs) Ah, okay. The Islanders are pretty good. Um, Yeah, it's it's looking a little dicey, as every sports season seems to with COVID. Uh, You got the Hurricanes just got shut down. I heard the Panthers are probably going to get shut down. Uh, So... You're, you're starting to look a little bit shaky. I'm sure things will clear up uh, eventually. And by that, I mean things won't clear up, but we're just going to keep on going. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll certainly be uh, a weird <laughs> a weird season. All of the division names are sponsored, which is fun because I'm really imagining and I hope they do that whenever a team wins the division, when they put the division champs banner, it doesn't say just East of it. I want it to say mass mutual East division champ 2021 on a banner and that mass mutual gets that ad money. Every time somebody looks at their championship. This just in teleprompter guy puts the period in a weird place. <laughs> it's all, no, it's all, it's all going to be, it's going to be on the t-shirts and the hats for sure. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, there's already sponsorship stuff on that. Yeah, it'll be. Yes. It'll be super Bru- funny. Uh, to finish my Bruins rant, the Bruins also lost. We won our first game in a shootout where Brad Marchand remembered the puck, which was good. We were happy with that. Then we went to overtime, second straight time in three days against the Devil, and lost on a goal with less than two seconds left in overtime. And then we lost one nothing to the Islanders, who are the Islanders. Yeah, they'll be, they'll win games like that. I know, but uh, I mean, in 180 minutes of hockey, and I know there's been there's special teams time, but just like, how do you not score? You'd certainly like even, to, <laughs> but it's it's not even like oh we've come up against good goaltending. We're just not getting good opportunities. We have one good forward line, one of whom is out. And then we have a second, we have, okay, we have our, our first line when we're all healthy is good. 
is one of the best lines in the league. Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, objectively one of the best lines in the league. Two, or Brad Marchand's just sort of an elite all-around player. Patrice Bergeron, elite defensive forward. David Pasternak, elite scorer. Then we have David Krejci and Charlie Coyle as our second and third line centers. Both good. Clearly deserve to be in the spots they're in. Coyle is a little bit bigger and tougher. Krejci is a little bit more skilled and, and seems like he's, you know, a good leader and a good influence. And then our fourth line can sort of is good as a fourth line, but it's not a scoring line. And then we have like Jake DeBrusque and Jack Stadnicka and Anders Bjork and Andre Kasha. And just this like rotating cast of names where you're like, boy, they're a few years away from being a 20-goal scorer. And then you're like, I've been saying that since 2016. Yeah. (laughs) The guy who's won, he just needs that breakout season. And you're like, he's 27. It's probably not coming. Like, yeah, I don't know. The whole Flyers team is suddenly injured to hell and back. I don't know where it came from. Uh, we, We came out, won two good games against Pittsburgh, played well, looked great. Then Sean Couturier, who is our best player probably, if you don't count Carter Hart, um, his ribs just decided they no longer wanted to be connected to the tissue in his torso. And then we lost a defenseman. We have another defenseman on COVID protocol. We lost a depth forward. Actually, the guy who replaced Couturier went down in the next game. Uh, So it's already looking like the depth is going to be tested uh, early. Uh, We got... (laughs) We got nailed real bad against the Sabres uh, a couple days ago, six to one. Ugly, ugly game. But, you know, we shut them out the day after. So, yeah, we uh, have been all right. Buchnevich and Panarin have kind of been carrying it for us. But, like, that was expected. I would have liked to see a little more out of Chris Kreider starting out. But, like, we're two and one or one and two. I mean, we played like, you know, not well against the Islanders and Devils, but one of the two, we played twice against the Islanders. We got them back in uh, in that second game, 5 nothing, and looked pretty good. So it's kind of all you can ask for. We lost by a goal to the Devils yesterday. So yeah. me pretending to know hockey is I just read off the stats that are right in front of me. You got to start relying on the goaltending. That was pretty good, though. In, yeah. I mean, it sounded, it sounded good. Aaron before and Chris Kreider. Uh, and then our goalie, Alexander Georgiev. Georgiev, yeah. Right, Pavel right. Buchnevich is just a fun name to say. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, that's all for hockey stuff. <laughs> um, I'm just <laughs> kidding, of course, if you guys want to keep going. Wait. Uh, re- uh, yes. Colin, I'm, I'm looking at Bruin stuff right now, and I'm seeing somebody is saying that we should be all in on Kyle Palmieri. And I think that an in-season trade for Kyle Palmieri is going to cost way too much to get one season out of a guy like him in the year like last year i think would have been a great trade for him mid-season what's his contract this year i think it's not like? the move he's in his last year four um, and a half million he's still with the devils right yeah i don't Could've know what mike hoffman <laughs> i don't know what you'd be looking at giving up you're probably looking at a pretty 29 yeah, you're probably looking at a first round and a prospect, probably maybe some extra picks. So I don't know what you guys have kicking around, but if you want to go all in on one of the last few years of the window, uh, he'd be a great piece to have. That said, I'm just not sure you, the Bruins are 
one Kyle Palmieri away. I think you need a defenseman more than anything else. Yeah. You, know, you know when we were one Kyle <laughs> Palmieri away? Each of the last two years. Yeah, I'd probably say that, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't and we think... didn't getting Kasha and Richie last year was was enough. <laughs> no, I mean... I think there were bigger fish that you could have gone after. I get you wanted, like, young yeah. guys that you could train for a couple of years, but, yeah, I, I'm a little confused about what the Bruins are looking to do because they're doing that thing I think the Blackhawks started to do towards the end where like they they're just trying to keep the team competitive but you gotta suck to be really good a lot of the time unless you get really lucky so it'll be or you have to spend you have to either take your licks and suck or you have to spend money and we're sort of trying to cheat both ends of that process yeah it, it it's certainly going to be an interesting next couple of years for the Bruins. I think when you really look at it, yeah. I mean, you could always grab you know good old Taro Sujimoto out of the ether. <laughs> <laughs> Taro Sujimoto, uh, just a short story, uh, and then we'll be done with hockey. I forget the year, nineteen seventy four draft. Uh, they were doing it over the phone to avoid interference from a rival league. And it was taking so long that the Buffalo Sabres said, screw it, we're going to play a prank on him," and officially drafted a man named Taro Sujimoto from the Japanese ice hockey team, the Katanas. Uh, the team is not real. The player is not real. What? Katana means sword. Well, yeah, they're the Sabres, so they they didn't even really <laughs> – they just made up a dude and drafted him. And the NH- it was legit. It was, like, published in magazines. And then the NHL went back and was like, hang on a minute. No, he's not. <laughs> so Z- now in the, official, in the official NHL database, the 183rd pick for that draft does not exist. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Is, is that going on your trade tree? <laughs> Unfortunately, he can't. He he was never traded or traded for. It's just the man who never existed. Yeah. It, uh. <sighs> All right, I'm getting kind of tired. You guys got any uh, no more jobs for the week? Um, I mean, I guess it's real easy to say <laughs> the Saints just kind of. If that's really the best you're going to put together for this man's last game, uh, woof. Uh, Not much more to say than that. I don't know what you could have done, but not been that bad, maybe. They should have put it on Nickelodeon. True. It would have been far more entertaining to watch Tom Brady get slimed every time his defense picked off Drew Brees. So my no more jobs of the week is actually Tom Brady. And uh, that's because uh, I hate him. But the reason he's my no more jobs is because he keeps giving me reasons to just be like, yeah, he's the best and like <laughs> so good. And that was the video of post game, him on the field just catching up with Drew Brees and then throws an absolute dime to one of Brees' kids in the end zone, like a 20 yard pass. And like it, he was just having fun with them. And you could tell like, Breeze's kids knew like Tom was better 
but like they still loved it. But like just like watching that, I was like, I want to hate this guy. So <laughs> we we dude. love you because you're our dad. We like him because he's a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I, I like Drew Brees. I like Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady, but like Tom Brady was trying to make me like him, and therefore no more jobs, Tom Brady. All right, I've I've got mine. This is a reverse no more jobs. This is a no more jobs to the entire population of Earth. Well, the entire population of Twitter, but one, which is everybody whose Twitter is not as good as the Iron Sheik's Twitter, which is <laughs> everybody's Twitter. These, I'm going to read you a few. First of all, he tweets in all caps, which is amazing. Always, always. Second, second of all, he, he has lived in America since the 1970s. His English is better than this, but he's just screwing around. Third, these are all tweets from within the last hour. The Justin Timberlake is the Memphis hot chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's times like these I want to suplex anybody that is a jabroni. 525,600 minutes I want to beat the F out of Hulk Hogan. Uh, Katy Perry, welcome back, Bubba. And then his pinned tweet is, from June 9th, 2018, take a minute of your day to be nice to someone, you dumb SOB. He doesn't abbreviate those, but but I, I recognize that we are a family show for a family audience. Yeah. Uh, in, that, in that all of our listeners are related to one of us. Honorable mention for Jose Canseco's Twitter, just for oh, being- he's, he's the second incredibly best- Incredibly confusing. Uh, in yep. order to really live, you have to be able to die a few times. Die is capitalized for no discernible reason. <laughs> um, yeah, it's code for something. And then isn't Jose Canseco fighting uh, Billy Football from Barstool? Yes, uh, he is. I think he's tr- he's feuding with everybody. <laughs> yeah, seemingly predominantly. Oh, yes. I forgot he also Barstool, the Paul brothers, and. Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> I would love him to fight the Paul brothers. Please. One or both He's of them. threatened them a uh, bunch. <laughs> really quick, before, before we go to bold predictions, I just gotta say, to quote the great Iron Sheik, Yo-Yo Ma, I used to love when you play with the Bobby McFerrin. Sorry, Bubba, but you are the Marty Jannetty of that team. Hashtag inauguration 2021. I do not know. The Iron Sheik. I had to add to that. <laughs> Happy I camel John Bon Jovi in a bed of roses. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a uh, Twitter for the week because Maryland basketball is going to lose. Uh, I think mine last week had to do with LeMayhew or something. Uh, my bold prediction for the week is that uh, I want to do something NFL related with the playoff games going on. My bold prediction for the week is that it will both games will be played in a blizzard. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little sad. In his injury return, Pat Mahomes looks lost for a three turnover day. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go to the World Men's Handball Championship <laughs> tomorrow, two thirty p.m. Eastern. I'm gonna take Germany over Spain, and I'm gonna take Denmark over Qatar. You're going to have to remember to check those results. I'm only predicting the 2.30 games. Or do you want me to predict all six games tomorrow? I we I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> oh, Bruno Fernando's Angola takes over, takes out uh, DR Congo. There's, there's my third one. 
Who's your who's your champion? I'll just do who, who's my who do champion you... of the tournament. Yeah. Um, I think. Let me just go through the groups real quick. Uh, that's a that's a toughie. I would before the tournament. I would have said Sweden based off no information, but they didn't look <laughs> they didn't look good uh, today when I watched them. Uh, oh, but they came back. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm coming back Germany. to Germany. Germany. Two, they're two, they're two and one right now. They have a they have a plus thirty eight goal differential. I'm I'm feeling Germany. Germany, right. 2021 IHF World Men's Handball International Champion. We'll take and it. hopefully to them. You guys have any last thoughts for the uh, podcast this week? No, no. I camel clutch Bon Jovi in a bed of roses. All right. <laughs> and the three point Don't shot. be a jabroni. Thank you.